Hey, hey, everybody. So my guest today is Pierre De Wolf. He's the founder of Scraping Bee, which is an API for scraping the web by handling headless browsers and rotating proxies. They are currently at $15,000 MRR. And as always, we would like to hear more about the founding story and the strategies that accelerated their growth success. Pierre, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it, Mike. And thank you for having me today. Yeah, my pleasure. So here we go. The first question. Can you tell us more about who you are and the SaaS you are working on? How would you describe it? Sure. So my name is Pierre. I, I, I'm a French guy. I'm currently living in France. And uh, with Kevin, uh, a lifelong friend of mine, we've built Scraping Bee, a web scraping API, which basically tackles all the annoying bits of web scraping. So you can just give us a URL and we give you back HTML and you don't have to take care of anything else. So before we dive into Scraping Bee, in your Twitter bio, it says sold pricing bot. Can we talk about it for a bit? How was the journey from building pricing bot up to the point of selling it? Yeah, sure. So actually it all began, I think two or three years ago, Kevin and I built um, a Chrome extension, a browser extension that would allow people to save product they wanted to buy on e-commerce and receive emails notification as soon as the price drop. This project was just a side project for both of us. And we let it live its own life. But we quickly noticed that some people were actually using our product to spy on their competitors' um, product price. Some people were e-commerce owners who were trying to, to get notified as soon as the competitors would have some sales or whatever. It came in a time where Kevin and I were quite bored with our day-to-day -day job. So we thought about building a, a press monitoring tool for e-commerce owners because it seemed that some people would actually need it because people were using our um, uh, Chrome extension for that. So we thought it's a perfect idea. We should build it. So we did some market research. We did some user interviews, some MVP landing page and all. And we decided, you know what, let's do it. So we quit our job and we started to build pricing bot. But long story short, after nine months, uh, we failed. We didn't manage to have, um, <clears throat> uh, to have enough customers to make money. We had, I think after nine months, around three customers and we were making around $600 per month. So we were kind of stuck. We didn't know what to do. We have tried many things uh, regarding pricing bots, you know, to make the needle move and nothing we do seemed, seemed to work at that time. But one thing we did well was uh, content marketing. Like we have written three or four articles which were ranking very well on Google. We were actually ranking, ranking number two on a press monitoring which were expensive keywords. So we thought, okay, you know what we should do? We should try to, to sell it to competitors because our traffic is valuable. It's actually something pretty easy to measure, like visitors, uh, that CPC, time CPC, 
and you get the, the actual value of your traffic. And we thought, okay, let's try to sell it. It will uh, bring some money back to, to the bank account and let us some time to, to build something else. So I reached out to, to three competitor CEOs on uh, LinkedIn and I was straightforward. Like my name is Pierre, uh, with Kevin we build pricing bots, uh, a price monitoring tool, and we fail, but we have traffic. Here is our Google Analytics number. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of the CPC and aware of the value of this traffic. Um, would you like to buy us? And out of the three, two answered, and we ended up closing the deal with Misha, uh, CEOs of um, Price to Spy in Serbia. And uh, that's how it went. Wow, that's a great story. This really highlights how valuable content can be in the end, right? Yeah. So back to Scraping B. What's the business model of Scraping B and how is it helping your customers? Yeah, sure. So Scraping B, it's a self-serve SaaS. So uh, SaaS meaning that uh, every month people pay us pay a subscription that gives them access that allows them to make uh, hundred or millions of APA calls per month. Self-serves meaning that people can just go on our website, uh, put their CC number in, and take any subscription they want. They don't have to go through an onboarding call or whatever. And what do we solve? We solve three uh, big pain points for people doing web scraping. We solve the proxy problem, meaning we have our own fleet of proxies and we have sourced dozens of providers meaning that every time you send, an, you send us a request, we will use the best proxy for your request. So you don't have to, to do this on your end. We also solve the problemless thing, uh, management thing, which is a pain for people who want to scrape website with a lot of JavaScript. And we solve the CAPTCHA thing by uh, detecting CAPTCHAs and avoiding them. So that's our value proposition for our customers. That sounds like a great solution for your customers. How did you start the business? Take us back from idea to launch. Yeah. So when we were about to sell PricingBot, uh, we remember that we used a web scraping API when we were. Um, we were using a web scraping ATL API in PricingBot. And we were kind of disappointed with the product. It was not very reliable in terms of success rate and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, latency. And because we, prior to pricing, but we did, we have been in the web scraping industry for five years, we thought, well, we can make something better or at least as good. So we decided to, to build uh, scraping B out of that initial ID. We also thought that we had a small audience of developers. I had my own blog, Kevin has actually a, um, a Java web scraping blog, which were, uh, and he had like thousands of traffic every, every month. And we thought, okay, it, it could be easier to build a tool for developers considering we are developers, 
we know them, we speak the same language, so we should be able to 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 make them use our product in a much easier than having people to use pricing bot. I don't know if I'm clear here, but that's basically what led us to scraping the uh, pain point audience. Yeah, it's basically the perfect recipe for a product. Are you bootstrapped or have you taken any VC or funding? So the first uh, two years we were completely bootstrapped, but six months ago, nine months ago actually, we took funding funding from a tiny seed, which is a, an accelerator, a fund specialized for uh, bootstrappers. So yeah, a little bit of both. When did you find out that the product was valid and you were really onto something? So actually, we 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 never thought we we're really onto something, but we quickly realized that we that we were doing much better than with pricing bot. Actually, the tipping point was when we realized that that people would, on their own, go to the landing page, uh, sign in, well, sign up use our product, run out of uh, free API credit, and then take a paid subscription without having us to speak to them. Like, this was a tipping point. Because with pricing bot, we had to spend like months sending sometimes 40 emails to people, and they would end up not using our product at all. And here we saw, well, it's possible to build something that people actually want and actually use and pay on their own. So that was the, the, the point where we thought, okay, this time it could work. Agree, agree. A product is really validated when there are paying customers. So yep. what are you doing right now to get users on board in terms of marketing and sales? What are your most important channels? So by far... Our biggest uh, acquisition channel is uh, SEO, like and content. From day one, we've been building and writing very long, uh, long-form posts on our blog, and it worked well. It organically ranked well on Google, and it was and it had lots of traffic thanks to you know Reddit or Facebook or Dev.to, and we really. Uh, really tried our best to to craft the best content out there to help people who actually had trouble with web scraping. We didn't really try to sell scraping be in the content. It's we don't want people to 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 think they are reading an ad. We were just talking about scraping be basically at the end of the article, saying, "Hey, we're." solving this problem too, maybe you can check it out. Meaning that most of the time people end up reading our content and it's only weeks or months later that they are like, oh, well, I know Scraping B, they're good about web scraping. Maybe I could check out their solution. So yeah, content is king here. I really like that content approach. Potential customers are searching for a particular solution. They are reading about it on your blog and yeah, I guess sign up and stick for the tool. So that's the perfect way to get new users. So talking about your personal experience as a founder, 
What is your most valuable lesson or fail up to this point? My most valuable lesson would be to, to be patient. Like, this is something I really didn't know beforehand, but it takes a lot of time to build uh, a SaaS making money, at least enough money for, for you to live of it. And that, that would be my, my biggest lesson. Like, do not try to seek instant gratification or validation. Be patient about it and think long term. Focus on the system, like, and even if sometimes you'll get your dopamine hit from, I don't know, like a, a good product launch, which is good, like it keeps you motivated and, uh, and and that's great, that's important too. Like focus on the long term, think about the thing that you do now that will have an impact in three, four, six, eight months from now. At what stage is Scraping B right now in terms of revenue? And how much time did it take you to get to this point? So right now we're at around uh, 16,000 MRR, which is around 200,000 ARR. And it took us almost 18 months uh, to get there. But things are a bit speeding up a bit those last, two months because it took us almost a year to get to 9,000 MRR. So yeah, we it was not a, a fast rocket growth, as said before. Wow, that's great. Those are impressive numbers. So how big is the team that is working on the product and what are their roles? So currently in terms of full-time teams, in some, it's only Kevin and I. Uh, about the roles, from day one, Kevin and I were doing like everything together. And recently we have split up the roles a bit. So while we both take care of what to do, uh, Kevin will take care of how to do it in terms of marketing. And I would take care of how to do it in terms of engineering and product. And for everything in between, like support or sales management, uh, we do it both. Uh, actually, for support, uh, we do it like one week it's Kevin, so next week it's me. Uh, we do like a rollover. Uh, so that way we both keep contact with our users. And uh, so, yeah, it's pretty equally split between the two of us, and it's only the two of us. Absolutely love. It sounds like a winning team. Well, great, Pierre. Thanks for sharing the story behind Scraping Bee. Now, let's wrap it up with a lightning round of six questions to inspire others. If you would start a SaaS today, what would be the first action to take? So actually, I think because content has been so important to us uh, while building Scraping Bee, I would go on ahref.com and try to learn as much as possible about the competition regarding the content, the CPC, what are the keywords people type to buy your product? I think it can give you big insights in terms of market size. Look what um, market size. If you look at the volume of keywords, you can have a, an idea of how many people have the problem that you're trying to solve. It also gives you a good idea of the competition, like by looking at the CPC. If the CPC is sky high, you, you can 
be sure that there is going to be a lot of competition for those words. And finally, CPC is also a good proxy to the value you should expect to get from your customers. So if you're selling a $9 subscription for keywords who have a $50 CPC, maybe there's something wrong with that. So yeah, definitely doing some, my market research on Ahrefs would be my step zero or step one. That's actually a very interesting approach. I think research is key at the beginning and the insights will be valuable throughout the whole journey of building the product. So really great. What are some of the favorite apps and tools on your computer that you can't live without in running daily operations at Scraping B? Um, so we use, as a lot of people, Slack and Notion uh, daily. So Slack for every uh, synchronous communication, Notion for every asynchronous uh, communication, so for our CRM, um, to-do list, project management, wikis and all. Uh, we also use Spark, which is an email client for, I think, Mac, maybe Windows 2, which allows you to easily craft emails um, with uh, several people. So for example, when a customer sends us an email about a problem they have, we both can comment the email uh, below and it's, we don't have, prior to that, we used to be on Slack and have you seen the email? Um, Mr. X send us, oh yeah, I've seen him. Should we said that to him or that? And it was a pain, so, so we use Spur. And um, the last tool I use the most is probably Datadog, which is a log analytics and um, that allows me to, to see quickly if everything is going well with the infrastructure. And what's your favorite app on your phone? On my phone? So I'm not using my phone that much, but I'd say is a Feedly. Your favorite book, which you can also recommend to people that are either starting or about to start a SaaS or a business in general. So what I'd recommend for people like me who want to start a business, but who never really worked in a company before, I'd recommend Hello Startup from Yevgeny Britman. I think that's his name. And it's an interesting book because it talks about everything from market research to log monitoring with very practical tips and actionable insights on everything you need to keep in mind when you're building a software business. So definitely my number one recommendation. Wow, have to read that book. Haven't read it yet, so thanks for the recommendation. What SaaS brand do you admire the most? A brand I really like is Lemlist. So I, I like them for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, they are they are bootstrapped, completely bootstrapped. It's an email uh, marketing tool, so they are evolving in a very competitive market. And they managed to build this tool from zero to, I think, they are now at 3 million ARR in about two years. So that's impressive. They are also very good on the marketing side of things. Their CEO, Guillaume Moubesh, is doing amazing things regarding community-driven marketing, like 
really very interesting to see what they build. And the third thing that makes me like them a lot is that it took them also a lot of time to build Lemlist because prior to that, they built other marketing tools that allowed them to build uh, the community around their uh, founders and all. But I think it's a perfect illustration of taking your time, focusing on one, one marketing channel that works and the fact that with those two, you can have success even in a very crowded market. And what is your favorite SaaS or bootstrap person to follow? So uh, I have many people. I really like what, what Arvid Kahl is currently doing. I've been following him since he first began his whole zero to sold thing. I remember when he had only less than 1,000 followers on Twitter. It was very interesting to see to see everything he had to say about bootstrapping a business from zero to, to the end, to the exit. And I also really like Nathan Latka. What he's doing with SaaS is trying is making this very both interesting and uh, and fun to watch. Like the his um his video, uh, I think it's called Live Exit when someone is trying to sell a SaaS live to three or four sellers, it's very interesting. It learned me a lot about what metrics you can see, uh, what to look to, to understand if your SaaS is in good financial health or not. And, um, and one marketing tips you can, uh, you, you can do to improve your, your thing. Like I really recommend those two. Yeah, Arvid Kahl is actually a really popular guy. He will be on the show soon as well, so can't yeah. wait to talk to him. And Nathan, yeah, he's super cool and fun to watch indeed. I I watch all his videos actually on YouTube and I think he's, he's a very smart guy and one of the persons I think is really good in asking questions to the person he is interviewing, so yeah, yeah really fun to watch that. So, great, Pierre. Thanks for your time today and sharing your story with us. To conclude this interview, where can we learn more about you and Scraping Bee? So, well, thank you, Mike, uh, for having me. I had a great time talking with you. Um, to learn more about me, you, you can follow me on Twitter. That's where I tweet and share off all of my learnings with Scraping Bee. Uh, and for Scraping Bee, you can check out our website on scrapingbee.com. And if you want to learn more about square scraping, check out our blog. We, we hope you'll find interesting content there. Thanks for listening to this awesome episode of the SaaS Pirate Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you do, please do give us a review to help us get the podcast out to more people. If you are into SaaS, please come and join the awesome SaaS Pirates Facebook group to connect with like-minded people. Without further ado, I hope to see you again next time. Take care.